Hello and welcome to Plan for Life with Canby Financial Advisors. I'm your host, Howard Kaplan. In these podcasts, you'll learn about various aspects of personal finance and investing from the advisors at Canby Financial Advisors, a financial planning firm located in Framingham, Massachusetts. Today's topic is, does your retirement plan have room for improvement? Our guest, Eric Christensen, is a financial advisor and retirement plan consultant at Canby Financial Advisors. Eric has worked in the retirement industry for 20 years and joined Canby Financial in 2019. He is an accredited investment fiduciary, a chartered retirement plan specialist, and a certified plan fiduciary advisor. Welcome, Eric. It's great to be here, Howard. Thanks for having me. So, um, Eric, just to start off, while you do work with individual investors, I understand that most of your clients are retirement plan sponsors. Is that right? That's right, Howard. So tell me, Eric, what do you see as some of the biggest challenges facing retirement plan sponsors today? Well, a lot of it has to do with understanding both the legal and practical requirements of the role. Uh, In many companies, a plan sponsor is also the head of HR and in addition can be responsible for health care and other benefits. It really can be extremely confusing. Justifiably, they're not experts in the rules governing 401k plans and often rely on their record keepers for support. Now, when plans aren't in compliance, it puts the financial security of plan participants at risk. Finally, it exposes the plan and the company to legal liability. So now let's talk about some of these challenges that you've mentioned. What do you see as a really big one? You know, the the big one that we see all too often, Howard, on smaller plans, in particular under 40 employees, is the plans become top-heavy. And what that means is most of the assets in the plan are contributions by highly compensated workers and not nearly enough by non-highly compensated workers. So what causes this so-called top heaviness? Well, you know what? Most of the time, it's two things. First of all, it can be really financially challenging for non-highly compensated employees to participate in a retirement plan. And two, if they do, it's not always feasible to contribute more than 2 or 3% of their paycheck. Now, here at Canby Financial Advisors, we hold enrollment seminars at companies all the time. We emphasize the importance of participating in the plan and putting away as much as possible. Eric, is there a solution for this problem? Well, there are a couple ways, actually, without getting into detail. We can use a safe harbor provision that allows plans to stay top-heavy if, if they make certain kinds of company contributions to non-highly compensated employees. Uh, in fact, the easiest way for companies to avoid these issues is to use what's called auto-enrollment, a feature available to nearly every plan. So how does that work? As soon as a new employee is eligible to participate in the plan, they're automatically enrolled with a default contribution rate, usually 3%. In some plans, this contribution rate increases every year. That's called auto-escalation. Now the employee can choose to opt out of the plan or to reduce or increase their contribution if they wish. But what research has shown is that when auto-enrollment is used, very few participants opt out. In fact, it is usually only 10%. Hmm. Now, if a participant, Eric, is automatically enrolled in a plan, where are their contributions invested? Uh, That's a great question, Howard. You know, most of the time, their contributions are invested in a target date fund. Uh, These funds invest in a mix of stocks, bonds, and cash based on the year the participant is projected to retire. For example, a 25-year-old participant 
who has 40 years to save for retirement, their contributions might be invested in a target date fund that anticipates the employee retiring in, let's say, 2060 or so. So right now, 80% of that fund might be invested in stocks and 20% in bonds. The reason being is the participant has time to ride out the highs and lows of the market. Now, for a new participant who is, let's, let's say, 60 years old, the plan might invest their contributions in a target date fund that anticipates them retiring in around 2025. That fund may have a more conservative investment mix of, say, let's call it 50% in bonds, 40% in stocks, and 10% in cash. Over time, each target date fund gradually becomes more conservative. Now, of course, participants don't have to invest in these funds. At any time, they can exchange out of a target date and invest in other plan investment options. The point here is when plans use auto-enrollment, plan participation rates among all employees skyrockets. And in most cases, this ends up solving the company's top-heavy headaches. So you'd think, Eric, though, that every company would want to use auto-enrollment. Exactly, Howard. There's no question about it, and that's true. But unfortunately, it's just not being used enough. Uh, How America Saves is a recent publication that conducted a study of over 15,000 plans, and only 16% offer auto-enrollment. The plan sponsor has delayed doing it for a number of reasons. Uh, The most prevalent is simply not knowing that it is a feature. Now, in most cases, it's easy to switch on. Often, it's simply an email to their plan record keeper. It's really just that simple. So we've now taken care of the plan's top-heavy issue. What are other worries, Eric, you see among employees who actually choose to participate in their company's retirement plan? Absolutely, Howard. There, there's, a, there's a lot of worries out there. There's no question about it. You know, every employee we talk to wants to be able to retire when they want, and they want to do it with dignity and independence. You know, generally, I find that employees 55 and older have the most worries about their retirement. We find that their biggest regret is that they didn't start saving earlier. Uh, these worries grow even bigger when they start to have major health issues. All of a sudden, they're burdened with thousands of dollars of deductibles. So what ends up happening is they're not always happy answers for older employees with savers remorse, which is why when we speak to plan participants, we talk about how important it is for them to start saving as much as they can as early as possible. And when we look at it again, when they enroll, they're not always sure what they need to do. That's where we can really help and make a huge difference for them. We often work one-on-one with participants on retirement forecasting. This might mean showing when uh, to make a real difference as little as 1% can make for them, especially when a company match is taken into account. We'll look at their current asset allocation and if need be, suggest a more targeted mix of stock and bond funds that reflects their time horizon and risk tolerance. What's interesting about this is that many employees are asking for education and assistance in areas other than just retirement saving and investing. I think this is pointing out the growing demand for programs that focus on financial wellness. Financial wellness. I've heard that mentioned in the news and on social media a lot, Eric. What's that all about? Well, financial wellness is a relatively new concept in the benefits world. Until the past decade or so, most retirement plan education focused mainly on how much you should save for retirement and what you should invest in. But the concept of financial wellness goes beyond that to express more of a holistic view of each employee's financial picture. It's not just about saving and investing. 
It's more about the topics we financial planners discuss with our clients all the time. Such as? Well, for example, how to reduce their tax burden, Howard, for one. How to bring income and spending into greater balance. How to manage what seems like a mountain of credit card, mortgage, and student loan debt. How to save for non-retirement goals, such as their children's college education or new home. You know, for older employees, it's about how to choose the right Medicare coverage. When to start taking Social Security benefits. So what are employers doing to help employees sort through these issues? Well, there's a lot of challenges here for the employers, but what you end up seeing is many employees are asking their employers to help them sort through these issues. Uh, While some retirement plan record keepers are beginning to offer financial wellness content and planning tools, there really is no substitute for bringing a financial planning professional to talk about financial wellness with employees. So here at Canby Financial Advisors, we conduct financial wellness workshops with our 401k plan clients. You know, depending on what employees are interested in, we might talk about tax planning in one session, managing cash flows in another, and choosing a mortgage in a third. Naturally, participants who want more personalized advice on any of these issues can always set up a financial planning session with one of our advisors. You mentioned mistakes, Eric. What's one of the most common mistakes plan participants make when they think about retirement? Well, unfortunately, Howard, our industry has done plan participants a bit of a disservice by placing a great emphasis on the concept of retirement security. Well, the problem is that the industry treats retirement like the end of a marathon. You know, after years of saving and investing, you've built your retirement nest egg. Well, now you're financially secure. You can go play golf every day, spend your winters in a warmer climate, travel around the world, spend time volunteering. Uh, We would suggest retirement isn't an end. It's a beginning of a new phase of life, one that offers a new set of both rewards and challenges. And even if you think you built a large enough nest egg to live on, there are still issues that can cause stress. You know, for instance, if living in your home is no longer practical, should you go out and buy a condo in a retirement community? or move into an assisted living facility. You know, if your spouse dies, are you qualified to manage your finances? Finally, plan sponsors can help participants separate retirement myths from realities by offering them access to financial planning services from a qualified, certified financial planner. You know, I'm just curious, Eric, what are some of the other challenges retirement plan sponsors have to deal with? The big one that we hear all the time is understanding their fiduciary responsibilities, Howard. Eric, what is a fiduciary? I'm going to keep this as simple as possible. And what this means is that every plan sponsor must always act in the best interest of plan participants. So Eric, what are these responsibilities? Well, we could have a whole podcast about them, Howard, but I'm just going to offer up a handful. So let's start here. Retirement plans must offer diversified selection of investments, including stock, bond, and money market options. Plan sponsors must use a prudent process for evaluating and selecting investment options for the plan. They must keep plan costs reasonable for participants. Also, they must provide access to educational resources to help participants make investment decisions. In addition, plan sponsors must follow the provisions in their plan document. Now, if plan sponsors fail to meet these responsibilities, they could be sued by plan participants. Oh, does this happen often? Not that often. In 2020, there were around 200 lawsuits filed by participants against 401k plans. 
Most of these were filed against larger plans with hundreds or thousands of participants. Larger companies usually have enough money to settle these suits and, and pay for years of legal costs. But a lawsuit filed against the plan with 25 to 50 participants could be financially devastating. The reality is that many plan sponsors don't even understand what their fiduciary responsibilities are. Sure. So what can plan sponsors do to meet their fiduciary requirements? Well, the best way is to work with an independent retirement plan advisor, Howard. At Canby Financial Advisors, we serve as retirement plan advisor for many 401k plans. You know, in this role, there's a lot that we do, but I'll just stay focused here. We set up, conduct, and document a formalized process for evaluating and recommending investment options for the plan. We also conduct enrollment sessions with employees or present educational workshops. Finally, we have seminars on other aspects of financial wellness that we touched on before. Does hiring a retirement plan advisor like those at Canby Financial get a plan sponsor off the fiduciary hook, so to speak? Not entirely, but depending on the relationship, it may help them outsource some of them. I won't get into granular details at the same time we handle all the investment-related research and make recommendations, although the plan sponsor ultimately decides whether to implement them. Great. Well, we've covered a lot of ground in this episode, Eric, and thank you. Do you have any last thoughts? Yeah, no, if you don't mind, Howard, it's, this is just really near and dear to my heart. And, and what I would say here is once the plan sponsors have all their fiduciary bases covered, they have another question that they need to ask themselves. Is their plan successful? This can be measured by a number of things, participation rates, employee contribution rates, other participants reaching and exceeding the matching contributions. We would suggest those are all excellent benchmarks. In the end, partnering with the right retirement plan advisor will lead to successful outcomes for the plan sponsor and the participant alike, Howard. Well, Eric, we've reached the end of this episode. We hope it offered useful ideas you can use to improve your company's retirement plan. I'd like to thank my guest, Eric Christensen, and all of you out there for listening. If you have any comments or questions, please contact Canby Financial Advisors at info at canbyfinancial.com. Eric, thank you so much. Thank you kindly, Howard. Really appreciate your time. My pleasure. It's been great talking with you, Eric. I'm Howard Kaplan. So long and stay safe. Plan for Life with Canby Financial Advisors is a production of Canby Financial Advisors, which is solely responsible for its content. It is provided for general informational purposes only and should not be interpreted as personalized financial advice. The examples used in this episode are for illustrative purposes only. They do not constitute a recommendation as to the suitability of any investment or investment strategy for any person or persons having circumstances similar to those portrayed, and a financial advisor should be consulted for your specific situation. Actual results will vary, and past performance is not indicative of future results. Canby Financial Advisors, 161 Worcester Road, Framingham, Mass., 01701. Visit our website at canbyfinancial.com. Securities and advisory services are offered through Commonwealth Financial Network, a registered investment advisor, and member of FINRA and the SIPC. Financial planning services offered through Canby Financial Advisors are separate and unrelated to Commonwealth.